pop up in just a second. Okay. There he is. So, okay. why would the world go to the laptop? I don't understand. It doesn't let you do, like do the the ad on the laptop, or it only works on the, on the mobile. Okay. Yeah. That's kind of on the mobile. But all right. Yeah. Feds. But anyway, let's get to it, man. Um, welcome to One Nation Live post show here um, for the May Young Classic. Uh, what a show! I'm glad I changed my mind uh, today. Woke up this morning, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna watch it. Yeah, um, yeah. This was one of the. This might be an all timer. This might be the biggest undersell, over deliver pay per view in WWE history. Uh, they did. I mean, pretty much what they did on this show was give you one match. For every you know show they have, so Raw you got Nikki and Ronda, um, then they pushed that feud hard and very well. Same for um, SmackDown with the SmackDown Women's Championship between Charlotte and Becky, the NXT Women's Title, same thing. May Young Classic, same thing. So those four matches were pushed well, but like the ancillary stuff besides that was not. But that's even that stuff came through and fly um, in a in a major way. Um. That was not a typical six-person tag match from a um, TV tag match. That was, you know, a lot of heat built, a lot of extra effort, a lot of um, creative stuff, a lot of creative ta- blind tags and everything to have kind of like a super finisher type of deal at the end. Um, and that was really successful. I mean, there was really, you know, uh, really only the Sasha weird uh, flipping thing that she didn't let go on because you're not really supposed to let go. But – um, that was also a really good match. Like, I, I, like, what was the worst match for you on it? Would it be the opener? Um, I, I would probably say the Battle Royal, but oh. I, I, I dug the opener. Um, I think every single match on this card, as you can tell, as you can, as you know, by the fact that I was like, you know, lose my mind, um, via messenger. But, um, I thought that, I thought the Battle Royal worked really well and they actually were able to get the feel of a bit Royal Rumble-ish. As opposed to battle royalish, which is like battle royals normally trash. This was a not this is not a trash battle royal. Yeah, they ha- they did a couple of things in there. I was just like, uh, okay, like <laughs> like once I realized Lundy Brothers wasn't gonna take no bumps, and I actually I I, I kind of like Ivory in it. Um, yeah, let's see. So let's start at the beginning, man. Uh, we had uh, Trish Stratus and Lita against Alicia Fox and Mickey James. And Alicia Fox came out here dressed like a super duper star, like normal. I, and we we called it earlier, like, oh. bro, what was it? It was like Michael. It was like remember the time. It was dangerous. It was all that. Yeah, like I I, I was having a hard time trying to figure out if that was more uh, the Beatles, Sergeant Pepper, or if that was more Michael Jackson, Dangerous. But I really couldn't get an answered either one of y'all because I, you know, that's one of those two America things where like. I might be. I'm one of the people that that has a deep, a pretty deep understanding of both, as opposed to you know the other, and that's about it. So uh, nobody can help me in any um, social suplex uh, a group thread with that one. Yeah, um, I, I know when um, uh, Trish's music hit, I popped, and I felt like it was going to be a good night from there. Yeah, and and I, as evidenced by Michelle McCool's theme music. Telling you, Trish, rarity with, with that era, with that era's uh, theme music. Uh, but they had a they had a nice back and forth match. Lita's hit her best moonsault 
that she's hit since, since she's been back. It wasn't even close to her, like, saying that, you know, our, us making our jokes that she didn't get over and all that. It wasn't even close. Um, I thought that was really cool. Uh, saw people clown in the fact that she wore the thong out there. But, you know, they, it is what it is. You know, she, she you know. I kept, you know, she, she, I kept thinking of thong jokes, but I couldn't figure out how to do it in a, in a tasteful way without just sounding, you know, bad. So I just left it alone. I just know that thing is as high as it ever been. Yeah, at yeah, first, and and at, wide. At first, I, <laughs> I'm not even gonna say what I was about to say. Let's just move on. <laughs> yep. So, um, I, I enjoyed that match. I liked the showdown between Trish and Mickey uh, throughout it, and um, I thought Alicia did a really good job too. And this, don't forget that Alicia Fox has been around. Years and years and years and years. So this was a reward for her too. Yeah. Uh, the crowd, uh, yes, Dylan, uh was very hot all night. Um, it was. I, w- I was saying this earlier before uh, you got in, um, James, but it was lit up really funny. It was lit like a house show. Yep. Uh, I don't know why they. And then I also. Noticed, I don't know why they did that. And then I also noticed the guardrails as opposed to the barricade, which may also made me think like, right. oh, they have a low expectation for this thing. And then like, lo and behold, they have one of the greatest pay per views of all time. For, uh, for Look, you 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 know what it what it tells me? They didn't spend the money, like on this show, like as far as production wise. Yeah, yeah, because like there was they didn't even bring in the the typical pay per view ramp that that's been a, a pay per views and main show ramp that they have they've had ever since uh, SummerSlam 2016. They even have that out there, so it's kind of that was it's actually to tell of... that like they're. You know, they, they kind of see it as a house show. And then I remember, I, in my mind, I was saying about it, I was thinking it, but I didn't want to say it. And then Simon, you know, old negative Nancy he is, I was like, uh, he went and said, I was like, well, he said it, so I ain't got to say it. So there you go. But I, so, so, the thing of, so the thing of it looking like a house show, it didn't even, like, really affect it that bad. It gave it, like, somewhat a unique feel, which actually, like, kind of played out throughout the night, which kind of, I, I actually kind of grew to kind of like it by the time Ronda came out. It was like, this just feels a little, like, grimier, a little different. You know what? It, or whatever. Uh, what? A takeover. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Uh, yeah, Sergio, definitely uh, highly uh, recommend uh, you checking out this this show. Uh, Sergio, it's one of the best pay-per-views of all in WWE history. Go watch it. I'm, like, legitimately, like, there are Three matches that I will give, I will give four stars, and there are two matches that I will give like four and a half. So, like, so, we have um, two match of the year, legitimate main roster match of the year candidates on this card. Let's see. The second match was the the uh, battle royal, uh, and that was Nia Jax. James had gone on uh, One Nation Radio, or maybe the LOP show, and uh, played out that scenario of Nia Jax winning to essentially get another shot at Ronda. Um, I think it also kind of falls in with their plan of not putting Ronda against anybody that will get cheered over her. Um, <laughs> and and that, that holds it up with Nia Jax. And also, you know, they they went to that non-finish last time. And that match was excellent um, that they had last time. So maybe this is her either December or Royal Rumble opponent. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I think December. Like, I really do, like I've been saying for, you know, a while now, like, I really do hope they run back what they did last year with the format for some Survivor Series where it's, you know, best of seven, made you know, the bragging rights type of deal, and then they have champion versus champion, mid, mid-card champ versus mid-card champ, woman champ versus woman champ, tag team versus tag team, and then whatever um, other vanity matches they can fill, they can fill out the rest of the card with. Um, so, um, you know, now that we got, you know, we got Becky with, you know, 
a match of the year contender, uh, which jumps that into a feud, a legitimate feud of the year, moves Becky into actually legitimate, uh, you know, wrestler of the year contender. Like, yeah, she is. She, she's been on there, and and now it looks like she's like a she's a threat to win. Yeah, this is real. The way this is going, like right now, I got her third, but like, yeah, this is is, is real. Like, it's I um I'm 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 really. I was really impressed by the pay per view. Like this was, um, my my biggest fear of this pay per view was given like how overstuffed and um, too much fluff that was in the last two WrestleManias that I thought that this was. And given the main event, um, I thought this was going to be like, and I said this like my fear is that this is going to be you know women's WrestleMania, and that's not no, it's not a compliment. Um, this turned out to be like, this was very much more like the bet. This is very much more like what WWE pay per views should be. Every single month. Yeah, this felt like it was 2016 all over again. Yeah, like um, just didn't get in the way with ridiculous booking. Hills, Hills won, and it was and it was okay, and they didn't, you know, do something absurd to win, or something that like felt just completely cheap and useless uh, to win. You know, I can't I can't say enough about this pay per view. I, I really, I really, I love this show. A little bit more on the battle royal. Tamina got some new music and looked good throughout the match. Uh, that was probably like the most impressive I've ever seen uh, her look throughout a big match. Ember Moon finally beat Asuka at something. Um, <laughs> we made the joke was- at Royal. We made the joke at Royal Rumble that when Asuka eliminated her, it's like, damn, she'll never get a chance to ever even get close to touch her ever. Yeah. Uh, so she was the runner-up, and um, to to Naya, uh, they they tried to do like a uh, you know Santino Morella uh, finish with Zelina Vega coming out of nowhere. The smallest woman in the match uh, got thrown. She took a nasty bump, uh, falling off of Tamina and fell on her face it like, um, it like on the outside, like a hit on the bridge of her nose. It looked bad. I don't know, but we'll see. Yeah, uh, Michelle McCool actually was, like, really good in in the ring. She did a lot of, like, cool spots. She wasn't just throwing people out left and right, like, at the Royal Rumble. So, uh, happy about that. Uh, Lundra Blaze was in there. She didn't take any bumps, but it was cool to see her out there. Uh, Ivory was actually the one that was taking bumps. And Ivory's 56, bro. 56. Yeah. <laughs> Still looks great um, for her age. Think of it like this. She was on Glow. Glow is a retro, is a, is a retro show right now correct like like 30 years ago ivory was the woman if you know what i mean like so yeah man like um who else was in the match uh they started with the iconics uh and got them out of here quick after you know they that looked like they started with that um with that with that promo and immediately got shown the door their normal bad promo which immediately got heat you know which immediately got them to where crowd didn't like them because they cut a promo that was meant to get heat but it actually wasn't even good so it's like get them out of here and sure enough ejector ejector button so yeah it was pretty fun you know and and me saying like i thought it was like you know the lowest match like that's not an indictment on it at all it's just something has to rank like number six for me or five or seven yeah i'm not sure how many it was Um, seven matches yeah uh mandy rose yes yeah dave uh mandy rose definitely did her thing and of course when mandy rose music hits like it just validates me like when the crowd pops like like that's that's a theme right there yeah it, it, yeah, it connotes it. It connotes Maybach music. It sounds like I think we said that we agreed upon it was like it was like it should be like the third uh, Ashton Martin music, right? Yes, that should be Ashton Martin uh, music part three. Yeah, uh, Rick Ross. I need him rapping on that Manny Rose beat. Um, uh, Duncan says he wants to see Michelle McCool versus Charlotte. 
Uh, Miguel says Maria was good too. Maria definitely showed a side of herself we weren't used to. Um, oh God, Mark. And <laughs> you're, an, you're an idiot. <laughs> you are an idiot, sir. So what was the third match? Uh, the third match was I think that was the May Young Classic final, right? Uh, I uh, yes, yes. No, no, no. Okay, May Young Classic. No, no. Was it that or was it the the six woman tag? No, the six women tag was fourth, I believe. Okay. Okay, so then there was the May Young Classic yeah. then. Yeah, so the May Young Classic final, Tony Storm going over Io Shirai, as we kind of predicted, and um, the uh, Michael Cole kind of laid it out with his random Tegan Knox mention that it Tegan Knox was supposed to be in this final against her. So yep. we should have known that Io was here not to win, but she definitely showed up and showed out. Um, so, like, all that, all that talking of her not being impressive, Dave. We need to, we need you to come, come, come walk that back, sir. Well, he already has walked it back because he was like, "This is one of the best match." Like that, he's saying it as a paper, as a match, main roster match of year contender. So, like, yeah. you know, now before he was saying he was, yeah. he was unimpressed with her so far, and I'm like, "All right, well, we'll see." <laughs> like, just wait, man. Trust us. Trust like, us. Uh, like Jake Roberts, trust me. Just because they don't have like you know. Yeah, you're right. It was the third match. Just because they don't have like the greatest match of all time going out every single time in the Mae Young Class, especially who she had to work with and how she had to work. Like, don't think that like once she gets in there with somebody else that can tear it up that she won't. Uh, she won't also do the same. Like, I feel like that match. I feel like kind of how he feels at the same time about like which match, what match of the night was the best worked match. I feel like it was first. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just that the crowd knew, didn't know them so much. And they didn't actually work to, and there was no hill face dynamic to rely on like how they had with um, um, Kyrie and, and Shayna. That there was that they were just kind of like didn't know who the who to root for. So the crowd was kind of you know throughout the match was kind of not there, but the wrestling was just incredible. Yeah. And, um, and so it's uh, uh, yeah, carry it. Look, man. And then like look, I don't, look, I don't, hey, I don't when, know when, when you like, go, go so it's like you know. It's actually an enjoyable thing. Like I don't enjoy being trolled. Like he can go somewhere else with that. <laughs> um. It, yeah. When she hits like a golden trial moon, so I don't really see like no caring going on. So, <laughs> uh, but Tony uh, wins the uh, the uh, Mayon Classic uh, number two. She also showed up in some incredible gear. Um, EO is like just a, just an athletic marvel, um, and I think it it, it kind of speaks to. Uh, what we were saying in the preview that like EO can just go to NXT. Now she doesn't have the pressure of quote unquote being the Mae Young Classic winner, which is I think a pitfall of kind of what Kyrie saying had to. She got off kind of a slow start um, in NXT, and it took her a while, but you know she's finally you know getting there essentially. Um, <clears throat> after that, uh, we had um, you know Triple H and Stephanie came out, and I didn't know what version of them it was. Uh, does anybody know like what version of Triple H and Stephanie this was? I didn't even bother guessing. I was like, look, this is, you know, this is uh this is Dana White Triple H. I knew that much, so Yeah. Um it's funny. Like yeah. Do you th- Yeah. I mean we'll, I I'm sure we'll find out, but do you think Vince actually helmed this show or do you think this is a Triple H special? There's gotta be a Triple H special. I mean if, I mean, because it was so straightforward, stripped down. I mean, they did obviously they did the promo stuff they needed to do or whatever else, but they didn't. There was no backstage scene with someone doing something wacky 
or no or going to the back for for some unnecessary reason to kill time. Like this was this was very you know there was really nothing that was like unnecessary on this show. And yeah, they um, and, and, and they, they did got, do a, and every match got the time it needed. They they did. I, I could have went for a couple more minutes on the Mayon Classic final. Um, they <laughs> what's up, Kiki? She said uh, that was proud mom and dad, Triple H and Stephanie. Perfect. Don't do this. <laughs> Don't do this. <laughs> um. Uh, they they did throw to um the video packages after every match, like about how important the show was. I think that's the only thing they did to kind of like eat some time. But at but least, uh, at least said, it was at least that served a purpose, of letting you know like there's a reason there's a reason why we're doing this show, and like it wasn't just you know some. I, I felt I felt that that was more earnest and heartfelt than like just oh filler. Maybe maybe that's, mm-hmm. that maybe that's just my that maybe that's just me, but that's how I felt. So Dave said he can't help but think EO is going to help Kyrie with the horsewoman. I think that could be something that happens. Maybe they can enlist, you know, also uh, Miko Satamora, seeing how they, they flew Miko to, um, um, yeah, your eyes lit up. That that was my idea. I was like, when I was writing in the thread, I was like, it, it looked like Kyrie saying going to need some friends. So uh, if, uh, what's her name, Jessamine and, and Marina want to jump up and get bucked. Marina Shafir, yeah. Um, I they, think they want to jump up. And get booked, uh-huh. you know. Uh, she got some friends. Okay, so what do you make of the fact that they had, you know, um, the NXT women that they had there on the side? There on the side, I believe that's that's Lacey Evans. That was um, Bianca Belair. I couldn't see who else it was. I saw Candice. Yeah, I Candice just, was there, right? Because Candice had to sit next to um, the two horsewomen, and she was out here making like all of the stank faces, like. Like she remembers that Mayon Classic match last year when uh when um uh Shannon took liberties with her. Like I, I love that. Like so, um, so I wonder like maybe 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 that's Calvary, but yeah, I can definitely see the Shirai thing because like maybe they do women's war games. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, like may- maybe like they do the own, their own Japanese four horsewomen and they, and they get Austin involved too. You know, so you know, and then they could bring Ronda. You know, to team up with the, with the other horse ladies and and get it rocking. So we and then you know, I tell you it'd be just gang wars all over again, like it's nineteen ninety seven. And you get the real four horse women against you know, and have three three groups, just like you know, uh, Los Bariquas and the DOA and <laughs> who else? There was one more, the Nation. Um, but yeah, it, it was nice of them to fly all of them there, but I don't I don't really see the point uh, for the rest of them, but. Oh, well, um, let me see uh, after that. Oh, yeah, we had the NXT uh, – or, no, we had the six-woman match uh, with Sasha and Bailey and Natalia against the Riot Squad. Sasha Banks, uh, I feel like no question came through uh, with the number one gear of the night. Like, I don't know what the fuck that was, but, like, Mikaze, I think her husband's name is, and he's the guy that, like, makes all her outfits. He will never let her lose, I swear to God. Yeah, he is just um... – like, like brilliant. Yeah, like <laughs> I'm trying to think who best gear of the night. I mean, obviously it's Sasha. But I'm trying to think who came in second. Like I was really into the Tony Storm, Tony Storm's gear. Charlotte's gear, um, Charlotte's gear. I like Charlotte's. I, I thought the Charlotte gear was going to be more translucent, but like it still it still worked with the gold and then the translucent like um lining on it. Um, that was cool. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was. Um, let's see. 
Uh, I mean, I didn't really catch a lot of the battle royal ones. Yeah, yeah, he does. He does know what's up. Uh, his wife got to look the best. I, I, I like Bailey. Hers was kind of like a spin on Sasha's. Yes. a little bit, but some of her the stars are like too big and goofy. Like they're they're too big and goofy. It's like oh, I'm good. Like, <laughs> um, I like Kyrie saying she had the white and pink, and also Shayna too. She had like uh like a silver and black uh, type deal. The yes, I liked I liked her deal. I think I think the um the Kyrie thing it was just maybe either it was the exact same stuff or it just looked so similar to the the um, Brooklyn Four gear that I was just like oh, okay, like she came out with good gear again. So that's what I kind of left it at. Yeah. So, like, Sasha will not lose out here in these streets. But um, NXT women's title match, we got uh, Shayna Baszler versus Kyrie Sane. I actually alluded to it earlier. Um, said, hey, Rich, take out that hearing aid. <laughs> what are you talking about, bro? Um, they, um, they had, uh, I, and I mentioned it, uh, it seems like Kyrie Sane always beats Shayna in these big matches. But And I said I wasn't ruling it out, but they switched the belt. And it looks like there's like a new faction uh, until an NAC, and I'm totally here for it. Yeah, like I, um, I'm totally here for it because I would love to see like uh, those three women, like you know, like go face to face with uh, with Undisputed Era, and then be all being taller than them, and then whoop the ass. That's what I want. That's what I really want to see. Those those tiny geeks, like look, they, they all have to be hiding behind Kyle O'Reilly. Be like, please don't let them hurt us. Please don't let them hurt us. Oh um, man, cause he, cause yeah. he he's the shooter. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But yeah. Okay, so the the NXT match, I thought that this was the best match as far as getting people's emotions. Um, from as far as, let me phrase it. If you were looking for a textbook example of. People don't know who you are, but you go into the ring and then you do and then you do what you need to do to get the crowd to react to what you what you're doing, what you're trying to accomplish. I thought that um, Shayna's job as a heel and Kyrie as a baby face, um, working underneath and being in peril and being hurt and selling her ass off. I thought that this was a masterclass in, in psychology. They killed it. I thought that this match, as far as the work that was done in the ring, the emotional the emotion they got across. I thought this was like one of the best matches um, of the year, um, men or women, main roster or below. Like the work that the Shayna did on her arm and um, the stuff that and the fire that 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 Kyrie had coming back. Like, if people want to start saying, if people want to say, I mean, and there's always been a, always been the case, um, even years back in Stardom, if you want to make the case that Kyrie is actually better than EO, I, I can't say you're wrong based off of the, emo, the, under, the understanding that part of a match. Like, I granted, I haven't seen that many EO matches, but Every single time, almost every single time I've ever seen Kyrie in a match, you get over the emotion. You, she understands. You get the and feel the emotion and fire from her, and how much she wants it. I, I just love that woman to death. And like she connects really well. Yes, I don't. Like, what, in a way, it, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Like and, and with EO, like I don't know if that's just a, a limited like like EO is so spectacular. It's like she might not necessarily connect with you because it's like, she's this type of athlete mm-hmm. or whatever, but Kyrie's kind of like a, every woman in a sense. Yeah. Like she just, um, I think maybe, um, I think maybe she, um, right now, anyway, now that Johnny is turned heel, like she's my top, she is now my, she's now my one as far as like, I need James Boyd needs a white meat baby face. 
um, to, to love and to stand for and stand for. And now that, like, Daniel Bryan is, you know, I'm still there with Daniel Bryan. I still love Daniel Bryan, but Daniel Bryan is not being booked as, as well as he was in the past, obviously. Um, John, um, Sami Zayn, they booked like shit his whole, ever since he got to the main roster. Um, yeah. even though, even though he had, you know, he was the best, he was arguably the best wrestler in 2016, or not arguably, but after AJ Styles. Um, same ditto goes for Johnny. Johnny, um, he's had a great year this year or whatever else, but they just turned him heel. Like, Kyrie is what we have, uh, right now that's going to, she's the best baby face in the company right now. I, that's how I feel. Mm. Any arguments? I have to think about that. I'd have to think about it. Because like I, I think Rollins is really great as a baby face. He uh, is. Uh, I don't think if people don't know who he is and know his story and know I have all that year, all the years with him and like the Shield stuff and the Dean Ambrose stuff to get him over last year. Like, remember, we were just talking about WrestleMania 33 and after what he, and after that, how much he struggled until, you know, the Dean Ambrose thing. Like, Kyrie just comes out and just wrestles and then you feel her. Right. And I, I think, I think Daniel Bryan like the deal is like the booking, and then it's a really like weird situation like with him. So um, I don't know. I had to think about it, but um, I, I thought the match was awesome. I'm definitely down with Shayna Baszler and them finally introducing the Horsewoman like on TV. I've seen them in the Largo House shows. They're more than like competent. In uh, what's her name, Justin Duke is like really tall, yeah. so she's like a bully. Um, <laughs> Maria Shafir can take the pinfalls, like like Maria can take the pinfalls for them, and then Shayna can be like that final boss or whatever. Um, yeah, so I, I, I'm you know Shayna Baszler, the first ever two time NXT Women's Champion, which is kind of incredible. Yeah, um, is she the yeah. was she the first ever two time uh, NXT Women's Champion? Yep. Yep. So, um, you know, and just like Samoa Joe was the first time, first two time um, NXT men's champion. Yeah. So she's, I, I can see her career uh, in, in which way it's heading. So, um, but yeah, I, I fuck with that match heavy. I think I at least gave that a four. I, I wouldn't have to go and, uh, and write everything out on paper, but. This man Josh is trying to call me. Ah, that's in the middle of this shit. L no, tune in, tune in. (laughs) Um, then the uh, fifth match. Uh, what was that? The fifth match. The fifth match was that was Kyrie match. Yeah, so the sixth match. Hey, hey, an all-time classic. Hey, notice how there wasn't a palate cleanser, you know. Notice how there wasn't just a yeah. throw out there to die to kill the crowd and then have, hope that your main event like saves it. Notice that. Yes, I, I did, and, and I and I and I actually wrote this to to a buddy of ours that is adamant that you need a palate cleanser. No man, no promotion in the world does this except WWE. And if you have two matches that people want to see that deliver, you don't have to worry about those things. Maybe yeah. if they they if they actually put on stuff people want to see. They wouldn't have to worry about that stuff. But tonight was an example of them working. Now, and this goes even better if they flip the matches and Charlotte and Becky goes on last with that match that they had, which is their answer to Sasha versus Bailey in Brooklyn. Like, them two finally got them one. Yeah. Um, 
I didn't even really think about it like that until you just mentioned, but like the fact that they're the other two horsewomen, um, and they got that done, and um, yeah, man, that's a hell of a match. Like they went twenty eight minutes, twenty nine minutes, like and every every and all of it worked. I just you know like this is. I'm so happy this was for, the main event. I'm so happy for Becky. Like Becky has been like the last, you know, since SummerSlam, she has been the best wrestler in the company. Like as far as all, if you include all the things she has been that since then, like she literally, as she like everything she said, she's been, she has been the man. So um, I'm really happy that she was able to, you know, go on with um, the match she had at Hell in a Cell to go along with the match she had at um, Super Showdown, and you know, it had the whack finish or whatever else, and then the rematch immediately after in this, like, this is a, this is like, this is one of the, I mean, by hook or by crook and mostly by crook, like this has turned into like one of the best feuds of the year, maybe the best feud of the year. And I'm, I'm just really happy for both of them because like they had yeah. Becky on the sideline for so long and we always made it, we always thought it was all these assumptions of um, they think she has more, they probably think that Vince, that she can't cut a promo because Vince doesn't like blue pill accents and she, and this probably thinks she has marbles in her mouth. Turns out, like, oh yeah, she's one of the best promos in the company now. Like, I'm, I'm so happy for, about all this. Like, I love this show so much. I, I can't, I can't express, yeah. I can't keep saying this over and over again, but I can't stop saying it. Like, I love this show so much. Like, I'm almost like giddy about this this experience. And, and then they put over the right person uh, for the crowd to go home happy. Um, they. Like Charlotte is really interesting with her now. Where she goes now, who knows? The, I for me, this would have been a perfect time to debut Shayna Baszler in the main roster to to take Charlotte away from the title picture and give her something else. But uh, I don't think that's gonna happen. Uh, but Becky B B P E, you know, um, she oh she 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 came out there and bro, like she. That crowd loved her. They booed the shit out of Charlotte out here. And when, it, when you're like when you're the man, you tend to get cheered. She like she, yeah. she's just the hottest thing going right now. Like in the words of Young Joe from 2006, she's the best thing smoking going on right now. So I'm I'm I I am um, very happy that somebody got over. Um, and then you can't even say it like organically because obviously, you know, there's so much stuff that, that, um, the company does, um, and sometimes like things fall through the cracks. Like I, I seriously think that like that, that win streak that she got was probably a bad accident. And then they, you know, they did this whole thing and then they didn't realize that like people, how much people actually liked Becky on the low and then it got her over and they fucked around. She kept getting over and then they wanted to shoot this turn, but they didn't realize how over she was. And now it all, and it kept snowballing because they kept trying to, you know, they first tried to turn her heel, then it didn't work, and then they were like, we're going to make her a heel, but, like, she's not going to boot, you know, shit on the fans, and she's getting more and more over by being mean, more and more of a dick to everybody around her, and, like, now this is where we are. Yeah, uh, Dave said, uh, it's nice to hear James be positive about something. Uh, Kiki says, I'm glad Becky was able to win a first-ever type of match. Yeah, because Becky was in the money in the bank, and she, she lost – um, to, yeah, I think James is a lot more right. positive about stuff. I, I think out of the two of us, James definitely has the positivity um, chain. I, yeah, I, I'm the one that just just sees through like whatever the fuck they're trying to do. I'm like, look, this is what they're doing. This is why they're doing it. This is, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, that's me. Yeah, I don't really know what um what Finishell is talking about because like 
he 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 harassed me every single week during the May Young class, talking about how much these women aren't that damn good. And then meanwhile, I'm telling you, you're tripping, you're tripping, you're tripping. And then sure enough, like now now it's 180. Once he once they have a classic on the main roster, it's like oh okay. But I'm the one that's I'm the one that's negative, right? Okay, like so, Rich, Rich what was it? Since since I came back to watching WWE, right? Have I said there was have have I like shed on any of the pay per views since then? Ever I said all pay per views? The main so far. Uh, SummerSlam. I think you like Summer. I think you like SummerSlam. I did. Uh, you. I don't know. I thought you hated the main event at SummerSlam, but we all did. Yeah. Or or excuse me, not excuse me, not not SummerSlams. Uh, Hell in a Cell. Hell in a Cell on SummerSlam. Yeah, shitty main events, but the pay per views were good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Miguel said we might see someone um, from Raw jump ship and fight Becky now. Um, I'm really hoping that we get a Becky and Ronda match and they take the training wheels off of Ronda, like, and yeah. Yeah, as far as, like, you know, the opponents they put her against. Like, you know, so, because <clears throat> there's a lot of, like, put her against a giant, put her against a part timer. There's a lot of that going on right now with her. And, and also, so that does. And another part about it is if they do what they did last year with the champion versus champion gimmick, Becky goes into it. Becky can go out there and have a really good match with with um with Ronda, and Becky can lose, and it's okay because Ronda because Becky has beaten Charlotte clean two times in the last three pay per views or yeah three pay per views. So and this wasn't like a one of those heel wins at um at a in last minute standing match where somebody crashed through a table and they can't get up. She power bombed her ass through the table or off the apron through through the table on the floor and won. This wasn't an escape. She this beat her ass. She beat her ass. Even in the ref was trying to cheat. Charlotte lost that match twice. Yes, that's right. When she was buried under that stuff and they, and um, Kyoto was like, "Oh yeah, she's up." Was like, "Where? Where do you see her feet to be able to tell that to make that distinction?" Yeah. Um, so. Uh, Dave says Bailey is the perfect person to jump to SmackDown because she can be squashed. I, I just don't think they're doing any brand switches, so I wouldn't even like worry about that. Um, that, that I don't think you know. I don't think that's happening until WrestleMania or after WrestleMania. <laughs> um, so Miguel says he thinks we get Ronda versus Nia at the next pay per view. It depends. We're going to see how they how they book Survivor Series as far as like if it's a brand versus brand thing. But I definitely wouldn't rule it out for the December pay per view yeah. or possibly even the Royal Rumble. You think they can hold it off that long? I mean, I don't know. I don't. I, I don't know. Maybe the December pay per view. Yeah, I mean that's one of the things that made me so like. I don't like. I'm not in on this. Like, I'm not in on doing this uh, Ambrose heel turn right now because you know, depending on the you know whatever the format for this next pay per view, they might not touch for seven weeks. They might have a match for seven weeks, and this and it's gonna be a uh, you know one of these C pay per views. Like, it's not gonna be Russell. Yeah. It's not gonna be SummerSlam. It's not even gonna be you know Money in the Bank. Like, this is gonna be TLC. Yeah. Uh, Dave said he enjoyed how Charlotte ad-libbed the swanton uh, through the table after the moonsault botch. Yeah, yeah. because like, I, and and someone made a made a point of why this happened to Charlotte. She's a person that tries to land on her feet on moonsaults. Yeah, and that's her entire problem when she well, does a moonsault. She just won't take it like as a flat bump. Well, I think I think the main thing was that that she um she jumped out further than she thought she would. Then she needed. To, she jumped out further than she needed to land. So instead of landing flush right across 
uh, Becky, she ended up landing like further out. So then that's how the table tilted back like this because her weight hit her on the most of that side of the backside of the table. So it ended up going like so. So um, when she did the other way, like she more or less landed flush. And because, you know, Charlotte is because of her height, she's so, you know, she weighs more than the average woman. Um, you know, it finally broke through. So I, I'm glad they broke the table because, you know, when tables don't break in matches, you know, those was one of those, you know. I am the table. Yeah, I am the table, Botchamania. We're going to clown you. And, you know, people want to see tables broken. So go break that table. What about the leg drop, yeah. though? Yeah, bro. Becky, and I texted this, um, Becky Lynch took her unathletic ass up the ladder and then – this was Jimmy Snooker jumping off the cage in New York in the garden. She leg dropped Charlotte through the table like the Undertaker did Stone Cold Steve Austin in 1998, and that that could have been the finish. I liked it. Yes. Uh, do we do do we call that the subatomic leg drop? <laughs> <laughs> Look, Becky Lynch uh, on the list. Great, the unathletic great wrestler list. Yeah, she uh. Um, he damn sure outdid Hogan on that one. Hogan ain't never look. Hogan ain't ever dared to come off a rope with a leg drop, let alone <laughs> let alone jump off a ladder through a table on somebody. Uh, so, so Kiki asks, uh, do you think the trigger will be pulled on the four horsewomen versus four horsewomen for a Survivor Series, given that Ronda and Becky are the respective um, champions of their brands? I mean, I think it might be a little early to go to it. Um, I think you can still, especially. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Like them being the champions, I think there's so much in Becky Lynch as a solo act right now. She doesn't need to be watered down, like essentially by by anyone. Like, and and also, they just had a last woman standing match. It would really suck to see them just made up uh, as partners again, Becky and Charlotte. Yeah, um, I think that. I think there, I think if it's gonna ever happen, it's gonna be it's not gonna be this year. It's gonna be next year or the year after. I think it's too close, um, and there's too much there's too many things going on storyline wise to get in the way of doing that. Because if you do that, and you have to move Shanna and the and the um, two other horsewomen, um, me, um, Marina and uh, and Shay, and, uh, sorry, uh, Jessamine up Jessamine. there, and they never even you know, and they've never even had a match on NXT. Like you, you know, that's. That's a little bit too much too soon, um, but like I think once you get uh, you know the new horsewomen through us through you know a, a, a proper cycle of NXT, then then they'll be ready to do that. And by that point in time, you might be ready to turn Ronda Hill because it, I mean eventually like the, the bloom is gonna is gonna, the bloom is gonna fall off of that rose. We saw some of it in the main event, which we'll get to next. Um, oh, Miguel says, did anyone notice the ref kicking the, the chair away from Becky while Charlotte was in the figure four? He actually kicked the chair thought, to Becky. That's what I thought, too. Yeah, also, before we stop, before we um, before we just move off from this match, I know we talked about it before, but, like, I think this is I think this is probably, probably. I mean, I have to go back and watch that that Miz and um, Ronald's match that you raved about. Um or from earlier in the year when I wasn't watching because it was my disgust for WrestleMania 34. But, um, yeah, like, and what they did to Roman. But, like, I think that this is um, – I think this is the main roster match of the year. It's it's definitely, like, I wrote it down already on the list. Worst, and I think it's going to be – Yeah, worst case scenario is top three. Very well. Worst case scenario is top three this year. 
yeah, it's going to, it's going to do very well. Um, and then our main event of the night, uh, Ronda Rousey and Nikki Bella, uh, the diva versus the real athlete. Uh, and the win, and I saw this on Twitter, the girls and the gays were here for Nikki. Like that's, that, that was all the Nikki Bella chance. Like that, that was in the building and it was the dudes and, you know, everyone cheering for Ronda. So, uh, match started kind of slow, kind of, kind just, of, you know, kind of, you know, just like it was bad. Like, <laughs> like I was like, what the fuck is going on here? And then it, they had to resort immediately to the cheating and the bashing Ronda into the, um, you know, the posts and Brie Bella jumping in with the foolishness. A lot of smoke and mirrors in this match. I was wondering where Ronda's homegirls were that were just there the match before, but never mind that. Well, um, <laughs> when after Shayna won, they went to the back with Shayna, didn't they? Yeah. Okay, maybe that, I guess that explains it. Yeah. Uh, but what did you think of this, uh, of this match? It's a tale of two matches. Like, uh, the match didn't get going until they got the heat stuff with Brie doing all the cheating because, of course. Uh, so... I thought this match was, uh, was uh, I guess, for lack of a better word, an Alexa Bliss special for the first half, and then they got the heat, and then they started actually going. Like, they are so – this is so far because I'm just based off of the uh, the last Alexa Bliss match that Ronda had. Like, they are over-relying on the fact that Ronda is a very good seller, even for someone – is a great seller, even for someone this young into the game. Um and just because she's a great seller does not mean that you need uh, her selling like that at the beginning of a match. Like, it, it was completely just – there's a thing of the believability factor that's, that's, that still is in the way of Ronda. Like, people <laughs> like she's a wrestler. They look at her as she is a person that's, that is doing wrestling, while, but she is a legit woman. So when she's in there with um, someone like Alexa or someone like Nikki or someone that doesn't have any type of um, background as a in, in any type of fight game or is someone that is viewed as a top – a great wrestler a top wrestler um i think that people just aren't buying are just sitting on their hands not buying anything like okay like when does the match really start when they actually start doing something because this is completely wholly unbelievable um and, and you and you know what match didn't have that feeling the nia jacks match and that's because of the physical nature of it yes it, and yes. you don't get that physical nature from you know the last couple of people you know matchups that she's been uh that she's had right Absolutely. Like, you look at that Nia match, and it's like, you believe Nia, even though Nia is, like, nicest woman on earth, seemingly, like, she is so believable that given that, you know, the size difference that, like, Nia can put up a, can hold, can hold her own against Ronda. Alexa, um, absolutely not. Um, and they, I mean, they, they even use the, the ribs thing, which, you know, even people won't, it was buying the ribs thing. Um, but maybe, so, maybe. So, David, Maybe if there was an injury to sell, or there were, she could still sold the ribs. Maybe that was been more believable for 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 Nikki. People just like not people just weren't buying it. So Miguel said, "I thought we were going to have a Goldberg versus Brock Survivor Series in this match." Um, Dave said, uh, "You know what would have allowed them to get out of the blocks more quickly? A palate cleanser." I disagree wholeheartedly because a palate cleanser is for the crowd. The crowd was into it the whole time. They were into it during the entrances. They were into it during the introductions. That's a palate cleanser, like, is the like, you don't even need one. Like, <laughs> and also, the reason, and also, like, if you give your main event enough time and if you work it right, the palate cleanser is the beginning of the match. The problem is, 
they worked so slow throughout the match. It was clunky uh, getting into the heat that it just it wasn't just the palate cleanser uh, deal. It wasn't that. It wasn't a situation where a main event goes long, goes long, and then like it works through that. It gets people interested at the end, or the quote unquote a la Randy Orton um, lengthy match. It wasn't that. It was this is kind of like they're working underwater right now. And then they finally stepped yeah. into it and actually started doing stuff. And also, it's not believable for Ronda Rousey to be selling for a woman that she could clearly whoop her – for someone that she could clearly whoop her ass. That's going to be a problem if they keep continuing to do this because Ronda is not – afraid. Ronda is not the experienced worker that can that can work from underneath like that uh, for that long, at least not yet. It's, I mean, it's Lorraine's be seeing if it'll get there, but, like, it's just not there yet. So she's going to have to go out there and learn, but – that's what the house shows are for, not for the shows that are going to you're selling up for pay per view or, you know, on TV for people. That's going to like, you know, lessen their impression and the impact of how awesome she is if she's out here, you know, doing this sort of thing. And with her uh, selling for the lesser wrestlers that are women, it that like shouldn't happen. Like we don't need to see that. Um, if she's selling for anyone, it needs to be for the great wrestlers contributing to a great match. It just like creates like a weird situation when it's like, all right, I don't believe any of this. And I didn't believe a great portion of this match. And it was just like, it was just happening. Like imagine going to the hole of, or starting to out the match on, in a hole of one, you Rhonda is Rhonda has only had like, Rhonda hasn't even had 20 matches yet. Nikki, hasn't had 20 matches in the last three years. And then you're go- you're already behind that kind of eight ball. And then it's like, okay, like they practice the match, so they should be fine. But it's like, oh, so then we're also going to like, you know, I don't want to say tank, but like they put no effort. They put very little effort into the first half of that match. So it's like, all right, you're just really putting yourself behind and to try this. I mean, obviously – you know, the second half of that match was so good that it kind of overturned that sort of thing. What were you? What were you to given this match on star rating? I would have probably ended up with like a two point seven five or a three. That's where I was at. I was at like a three, but I didn't feel. I was, that's where I felt. I was like, it got to a three. Like the crowd was really into like the last, you know, four four minutes. Like about the time when she made her when she made her comeback, uh, people got into it, and then they started, you know, the near falls. And I was like, okay, people were really into it now. Uh. Miguel says he heard Ronda calling Spachi. I heard the big you ready. Um, when, when, like, yeah. um, so uh, Dave said he, he says he thinks the male is cheering for Rousey is a good sign that she's going to be able to stay face for a while. I wouldn't fall in love with that because look who she's going against. Like they weren't going to cheer for Nikki Bella. Like oh. now if she goes in there with Becky Lynch, well, that's a test. If she goes in there with Sasha Banks, that's a test of, of her getting cheered for. She, I tell you right now, she goes up, she goes into a pay-per-view with, against uh, Becky Lynch. She's not getting cheered like that. So, like, they have, the people they have picked her to go against, and Rich has mentioned this before. It's been strategic. Have, have, have been, like, they wanted her to get cheered, so they made sure to protect her by not having her go against people that will get her booed. And they've done a good job with that. And, you know, like, this is, you know, this is the best, this is, like, you know, success of the year so far, like, the Ronda thing. Um, or, I mean, might be this pay-per-view, but yeah, my point is, like, eventually, every Ronda, every Ronda big match, except for the last match, has been a match that you could, you could be proud of. Eventually, people are going to catch on to that, like, because, you know, us being, you know, just watching the shit like we do, like, we'll figure this shit out right now, but 
let them like just keep going with this, and then all of a sudden you're gonna get people like openly wondering, well, why can't Sasha Banks get like you know close to the belt at all? Why can't Ember Moon get a look? Why can't Bailey get a look at the belt? And uh, you keep taking her around the loop, all these like you know either sorry wrestlers or or people that you know folks just hate like Nikki Bella. Yeah, people are gonna figure it out. Yeah. yeah, like what they're doing, and I think that that was like a lot of what derailed Roman Reigns at the time was people like just kept figuring it out why they were putting him in the ring with certain people like gender, like stuff like that, like what happened to him this year, uh, like all those times he had a few with the Big Show and you know stuff like that. Yeah. Sheamus, so Sheamus, exactly. Um, so uh, Miguel says the arm bar from the top rope was a dope finish. Yeah, I liked it. I like it a lot. Um, so, what was I going to say to you about Ronda? I've already lost my train of thought. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, Dave says he thinks he just needs to get her to Mania. I think Rousey versus Becky is a lot for Mania. I do not. I don't at all. I don't. I, this is all leading to Charlotte versus Ronda. Yeah, like if you told me she's going to wrestle a non a non part timer, they pull out from out of their ass. Like it's it's still going to be Charlotte. Um, like Charlotte eventually, like. Granted, now that she's lost his title, like, and they move her out of the title picture, and we're only, you know, a couple months away, we're only, like, three months away from Royal Rumble, like, there's no reason to assume that Charlotte won't win the Rumble, won't win this Rumble, and then immediately move to Raw to challenge um, Ronda. Yep. And I'd be thinking, Charlotte's awesome. I I mean, granted, she's been overpushed, but, like, she's also been awesome while being overpushed. Like she's been overpushed, but they're gonna have to figure out this crowd stuff because people ain't gonna forget this feud, like and and how Charlotte like looks right now, like people ain't gonna forget this. Yeah, I will say this though, like now that she's you know had a chance to cool, she's like the block is hot, like she's chance are she's moved off from this, so, like she has a chance to cool down and not feel like she's you know always in the everyone always in the movies, always still in shine. Um, so, always in the videos. Yeah, so I think dancing. <laughs> so, I th- yes. so I really think there's a chance that, you know, that she can win the Rumble. And then, you know, what's the worst case scenario is people get behind Ronda and, instead of cheering Charlotte. Would that be the worst thing in a row for WrestleMania 35? Because I don't think it would be. Like, as long as they can get, so, as long as they can go into that show and have this match and like only, and one of them gets cheered and the other one gets booed, fine. Yeah. So, um, Overall, I think this is an unmitigated success, and I'm glad I made the decision to watch it. Originally, I was not going to, as I mentioned at the top of this show. And it was like, all right, yes, I'm pissed about Sasha Banks being in a six-woman tag. And when Michael Cole introduced her, he introduced her as the woman that is responsible for all this and all that. And it was just like, I kind of feel you, Cole. I, I, you know, and... I, and I felt like the crowd wanted to go crazy for it the whole night. But overall, it was like they did so many different things um, that just worked. And it's like, why can't all the pay-per-views be like this? Because they easily can. Yeah. Um, so uh, Sergio says, Round- Rousey is very impressive. I don't want to take that away. But she doesn't have that uh, that awe factor like she did during WrestleMania. Wonder why? Why? What, what what was she not doing in WrestleMania? Selling. Selling all the damn time. Like Yeah. It was almost it's almost as if like they, they did the, the um the Naya match and she was so terrific at selling. 
and like and being and feeling like she was in peril and hurt and and that you know that match was such a was such a success that they were like let's repl- try to replicate this you know and it's like no like it worked it worked because it's her and it's her it's not because it's her and it's them you know what I mean yeah um so uh, the main event of WrestleMania um I mean for me. Ronda versus versus Charlotte should be the main event of WrestleMania. If if, if Roman isn't going to be back, I mean he may come back. We don't know what his situation is, but if he's not coming back, the top star in the company right now is Ronda Rousey. So, and you left WrestleMania last year, and the biggest successes of WrestleMania last year were Charlotte Flair and Ronda Rousey. And then you know, oh, the two days later, they decided to fuck off with that with the cash in. But whatever, like. Move on. You have a go start over a whole year from now and get ready because, like, she's been the biggest success of the year. She's the biggest star you have. Um, you just did evolution, it was a flying success. You like people are gonna rave about this thing, or not gonna get back. So, there you go. Move on. Your top star is Ronda Rousey, keep protecting her, and everything should be and everything should be smooth sailing from this point forward. I mean, you already got the TV deals. <laughs> um. I, I think if you can, um, I, I think that's a like WWE could fully go with that uh, with with Ronda and Charlotte, and we saw that coming essentially from WrestleMania 34. Uh, I think you could also look at Rollins and Ambrose, but I don't think they're going to be able to hold that off um, unless they got something that you know we we don't have planned. I could fully see this like being what James said the success, the success that it was. Uh, it happening. Do I want to see it? Mm, I don't know, because, you know, the Rousey matches could be hit and miss. But um, let's see what else they got. So Kiki says, this show was definitely better than I thought it was going to be. Dave says, I think they're doing a good job of making her viable long-term, not selling all the time, has a shelf life, and that runs out quickly. I'm not saying she should know so like she's like before 1994 Undertaker, I'm saying don't sell for that much of a match. That's all I'm saying. I'm saying that she shouldn't be going 50-50 with the other women. I'm saying she should probably go 75-25, and the 25 she sells when she does the real selling, and it shouldn't be the very beginning of the match. It should be in the middle of the match. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying she should just basically uh, shoot on women. Nah. <laughs> Sexy star. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, so... Uh, Miguel says he thinks he should pull the trigger on it. Uh, pronouns. <laughs> pull the trigger on what? <laughs> uh, maybe Ronda being the main event, he said. Uh, Fenichel said, uh, I think the show tonight is an eye-opener for the WWE brass. Yeah, I do too. Because now they're looking around like, well, what else we got? I don't... And it ain't... Uh, is it an eye-opener for the WWE brass or is it an eye-opener for Vince if Vince was even there? Bro, I don't even think Vince was there. Yeah, I mean, like there was no screwy, there were no screwy, ridiculous cheap finishes or finishes that piss you off or like won't be paid off for forever. Like so, no, nah, like this wasn't a, this was not a typical WWE like booking night. Like this was, this was very much like, this was very much a we we're booking and like the fans and every every decision is something the fans can respect. Yeah, and and I think that like was like an intention like they knew they couldn't fuck off like because like people were ready to come out here and give this show to business the second it wasn't all point and if you put over all the right people that everyone wants to see it's kind of hard to fuck it up 
<laughs> right? Yeah, and also, like, I, there might be some of the element of the fact that this is, like, a, a one-off for the year, at least, like, or maybe this maybe this turns to an annual thing because of the success of it, or the, the raging success of it, but because this was more or less women's um, WrestleMania, um, or this was the biggest show for the women all year, like, there was an effort level in on this on this card that is not put into every single pay per view, as far as in the ring, as far as um, the effort in the ring, given the amount of time that was given for each match. Like this was this was like this was just very uh, well done, um, and it's almost like you look at some of these, you know, very good matches that the AJ Styles Hills turns in or. These very good matches that, um, for example, someone like The Miz has or whatever. But, like, they're just not all the way there. Like, it makes me feel like what is missing in these matches that someone like AJ Styles has at all times, like, always going to have a certain level of a near four-star caliber match no matter what unless the booking gets in the way. Maybe it's just the booking. I don't know. Because the Bill Gitt has done a lot of, like, damage to the ends of these styles matches because they're not, like, you get raving out of your seat. You're more or less like, oh, oh, he decided yeah. to hit him on the steel chair. Oh, um, he clearly just lost the title, but, like, the ref didn't see it. Oh, they just double dick kicked each other in this double down. Yeah. So, I, I guess one question remains, James. Should they fire all the men and just just go with women's wrestling entertainment now? Um, I would say no to that. Um, <laughs> given that, just because they had a great show does not mean they're gonna ha- they're going to uh, they're going to start booking people better um, in the long term. Correct. So like, they still got to get to those. Shows. Like if the TV, if the television booking was even matched half of the call, or sorry, even a quarter of the quality of this of this, then yeah, sure, why not? Fire all of them. Like is it cost you? I mean, you're you're paying a woman less money anyway, so I'm sure, and you already got your TV deal, so I'm sure like quality of the product still gonna be there. Yeah, and you're you know y'all are uh, underpaying um your your uh, your female talent compared to the men anyway. So yeah, I mean that'd be the value go right, but um, bro, they're getting d- double underpaid. Like like the, the the like the men's wrestlers are underpaid too. Yeah. So like if that's the case, then yeah, but like in, in realistically like. What what was the last pay per view that was this good on the main roster? The Royal Rumble, twenty eighteen. Like depends how you feel. Like this was it's either this or Evolution for the pay per view of the year. I don't think Royal Rumble is top to bottom as good as this show. Uh, all right. the The case for Royal Rumble, you have the greatest, the greatest Royal Rumble, Rumble to ever happen. You have another great Royal Rumble of this decade happen the same night. You set off a wave of energy that essentially carries you to WrestleMania. Um, but I'm, no, no, I'm not talking, I'm not that, talking about the long-term ramification or the short-term ramification of the match that lets you the excitement of WrestleMania which ultimately disappointed you. I'm saying just top to bottom, what was the better card? What, was the, what had the better wrestling? Like, what was the type of view that had this amount of good wrestling on the main roster? Want to go to us on the main roster? I think we're gonna to have to go back to thirty-one. No mercy, great balls of fire. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's been a minute. I don't know. It 
uh, Miguel says, do you think this was a test to see if the women can have their own weekly show? I mean, at this point, there's no reason they shouldn't. Um, like, I think that I think the I think what they're doing is they're having a mini class to be the inner to be basically like the stopgap between actually fully going into having a w- weekly woman show and um and you know not having one. Just, they just do they put that out there, and I mean, it's getting washed at the rate of almost like normal pr- proper NXT. So, I mean, it's it's it's. I mean, it's clearly there's something there. Yeah, there's something there. Whether it, it needs to be like the women's match of the week, they can just air like something. It's, like I just, like, I don't I, know if they necessarily need their own show, like because they're stars on the regular show. Like you don't need to just siphon them off uh, somewhere else. But maybe there's something that they they do like you know a pre tape match between like and it's a it's a deal where it can be anyone for any brand and it could almost be like a mixed match challenge like in a sense like where it's like taped somewhere else but they play it at a certain time and it's like yeah this is like you know the women's main event match of the week essentially and there's like two or three matches yeah i also have cons- i have also have real concerns about um the continuity for lack of a better word like is yes. like you know, it, I mean, anybody that watches two hundred five live and the stuff when they were still on Raw, like the, the you know the matches that were on Raw and then the matches and then transfers over to the you know two hundred five live universe, like you know, it wasn't exactly a, a, a hand and glove fit as far as um the storylines and what they were trying to get across from one show to the next. So I'm not really all that sure how that would work because if they do a woman show. Unless I'm assuming it would be it. I mean, obviously, you can do pre tape, but there's also the option of doing full sell. Um, and if you do full sell, then like that has to be a Triple H joint. And trying to do a Triple H joint and then have to do you know the wacky stuff that Vince wants to do, there's gonna be a there's gonna be a clash there. Yeah. And you also can't. So, and also, I don't think it's necessarily a good look to be having Vince or Triple H upstage and him um, <laughs> upstage again. like that because you know egos. Yeah, but um, yeah, I, I definitely enjoy the show. Uh, probably will watch some of this stuff back, and I rarely watch stuff back. Um, I'm definitely gonna, you know, we got our Rebecca uh, whoop that trick, uh, essentially. Um, and, and she came out there, and bro, like they get they had a classic match, and I'm glad they finally got. I'm glad this is Becky's best match since uh, NXT Takeover Unstoppable. Um, I think this is, I think that this is her batch best match period. And obviously, you know, there's WrestleMania 32, the main event of WrestleMania 32. Uh, don't, don't let that other two, two hours of bullshit fool you. Um, and I don't, and I don't, you know, and even, you know, the, the match with Sasha and the four way with the horsewoman, like, I still think that this match, I mean, I probably have to go back because it's been so long since I watched either one of those NXT matches, but I feel like those two matches didn't have me like in this, in the same kind of pocket. Yeah, uh, Kiki said uh, Becky did not come to play. She did not come to. She did. She didn't at all. At all. The, yeah. At all. Not at all. I, I. I. Yeah, they have to do Ronda and Becky at some point. I don't know if it's going to be WrestleMania. I don't think it's going to be WrestleMania, but I'm here for it. I. I, I want to see it. I want to see the armbar versus the armbar. I want to see Becky Lynch selling out. I want to see all that shit. Like, this, and we talked about full BPE. Did we talk about this on LLP about like how awesome it would be for if they do the format that they did last year with you know Raw versus SmackDown, and you can have 
or no, this was today actually. You can have Becky versus Ronda, and then all they're doing is doing promos back and forth to each other. How awesome would be the next three weeks leading up to, to Survivor Series? How awesome that would be! I would love. I think that was earlier today. Yeah. So I, I just they, please, please do this. Please do this. Like, and Becky yeah. lose. It'd be perfectly fine with Becky losing this thing. Like, she just beat Charlotte twice, and she's gonna still be the champ losing that match. Like, no one's gonna be tripping like that, or should be. Yeah. Like. yeah. But any, anything else you want to uh, touch on before we wrap this bitch up? <laughs> yeah. Um, Saudi or sorry, uh, Crown Jewel is on what Friday, right? Friday. Top that. Tell them to top that. Yeah, yeah. Shawn Michaels uh, with with the gimmick on uh, on his head, kind of like mine, but not really. Uh, his joint is just stops like right here or whatever. Oh my God. You know, his gimmick stops right there. You know, uh, you got the, the Brothers of Destruction and all that. Um, Duncan said, uh, he's telling you that Tony and Miko Satomura match was my favorite female match in ring, technical, so many spots in the ring with high flying and hard hit moves. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's real. Yeah, like I think that's the, I think at worst it's the second best um, <sighs> May Young Classic match of all time. Um, I, and it may be the first. I still have to. I just have to go back and watch the back to back with um, Miko and her and Miko and um, Mercedes. So, um, but either way, yeah. Miko's in the conversation. Miko is the you know in one year one she you know and there's been repeat performers including um, someone as great as Tony Storm. Miko is the greatest May Young Classic uh, performer of all time. Yeah, she she was the MVP of this year's uh, May Young Classic. So. But yeah, man. Uh, yeah, Crown Jewel. You, you get, who knew that that you was gonna get the pressure put on like this? Like, I was fully expecting like them to come out here and and, and be on the boo boo with this show. But I'm glad they didn't. Yeah, I, I, you know. I was I was hoping for. I was just sitting there thinking like, look, I don't know how much effort they're gonna put into these matches. All I know is, um, the mat. You know, the Mayon Classic match, the NXT Women's match. And the down <clears throat> match, like those are matches I knew the bank on, and they all, they all, they all exceeded my expectation, and then so did the rest of the card. So, like this is this is really like one of the best feelings I've had with um with WWE Ram roster television, and I don't know how long, I don't know how long. Like, this yeah. was I, like I felt like I feel right now how I felt after like Royal Rumble this year, where it's like there's so much there's so much hope. Look at all this talent. Look at how well they're booking stuff and saying things in place. Look, look, you know, look at the star that they've made. Um, or that they they just brought out Ronda Rousey. Like, so there's all this, all these dominoes yet to fall, and there's intrigue. Like, like they did all this just with the women's division, where they, they don't even give enough run to to even have a mid card. Like, imagine what they did when they actually, you know, did this with the, with the, you know, everybody when they have everybody in place for these four hour pay per views. On a consistent basis, like, uh, uh, pay have been good lately, but none of them are great. This was great. I want greatness. Everybody else yeah, uh, around the world in wrestling promotions are giving us greatness. They have more talent stored than anyone else in the country or anyone else in the world. Give us greatness. Yeah, I'm not settling for even good. Like, there's no reason for it. Uh, what up, Dede? Uh, we actually wrapping this up shortly. Uh, I just want to let you know, James, the Red Sox won the uh, 2018 World Series. I saw that. So yeah, congratulations. You know. Yeah, that, that, that's always good to hear. Uh, I didn't watch a game this year, um, but that's okay. Uh, you know, I, I was, you know, I wasn't going to say nothing. I was going to let it slide, I and mean, you knew I was going to let it slide too. You decided to out yourself. You know, and expose yourself. You know, lift the covers off yourself. 
Hey, like, like I, I don't really be watching baseball like that no more. But I grew up a Red Sox fan my whole life. So, um, yeah, shouts out to the Red Sox all day. So, um, like, bro, I don't even know who on the team except like David Price. Like, I don't, does does Pedroia still play on the team? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, like, like bro, I have no idea. Like. <laughs> I've like completely like disconnected from the sport essentially. Like I think um I wonder if Coach Uahara is still there. I'm not sure. I had to check. But like all the guys from the 2013, uh, I pretty much uh, left with them. David Ortiz retired. I, I retired. So um it's crazy, man. But yeah, that's gonna wrap up the show. Uh thank you guys for rocking with us. Uh those of you that, that came in and um, you know, appreciate it. I uh, hope you guys all enjoyed Evolution as well as our show. Uh, make sure if you guys want to go back and listen to our preview uh, when we w- did this, um, uh, it's on the Social Plus Podcast Network. We had a long conversation about Evolution and the women's division as well as Gargano, what could like uh, have made his heel turn even better. Talked a little bit about Saudi Arabia and we answered like you know live questions and all that. Um, yeah, okay, Mookie Betts, okay. David Price closed it out. Okay. Yeah, man. But anything to add, James? I mean, uh, well, not not as far as evolution, but uh, what I will say as far as uh, the the Mookie uh, Betts uh, deal, like unless unless there's unless they have a, some new type of Mookie, I'm, I'm unaware of. Like, I, I think I know who Mookie Betts is, or what, what at least what he looked like. So um, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, I don't think we had one of those in a, in a long while, as far as um, a World Series MVP. Yeah. But uh, that's going to wrap it up. Appreciate y'all. Later. Peace. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.